0: Hi, it's Phil Brown, and I'm here with David Whelan, and today we're going to talk about clean devices. Clean devices often come up when people think about crossing a border or going on a trip to visit a client in a different location and having to go through security or potentially putting their client information that's on their device at risk.
1: And the whole idea is, uh, at least with border crossings and so on, you may be asked to reveal information on your computer.
0: Clean devices can also be used even if you're just going around town. If you just want to have a device where you're sure that you're not carrying anything, that if you lose your device or you lose your laptop or phone, that you won't then expose inadvertently the client confidential information that's on it.
1: And I'd have to say that in my uh, 25 years or so, uh, I've heard a number of lawyers have had their cars broken into next to a courthouse. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's probably the worst place to leave your, uh, your laptop or, uh, or any other electronic devices.
0: The way you clean your laptop isn't by dropping it in the sink and giving it a good lather, but really is to think about how to remove all of the information that's on it so that if someone was to get a hold of the device, it really was just the hardware and the basic software that was needed in order to run the the computer.
1: Right. And it doesn't mean you're walking around now with a brick. Uh, There are a number of ways uh, to access information.
0: One of the easiest is just to buy a second laptop or a second device and then use that only when you're going to be traveling or or in a place where you want to have a clean laptop and don't leave any passwords or any other client information on there.
1: So rather than erasing information from a computer, you're just never putting any confidential information on
0: it. It's a lot easier to leave the information off the device than to try and hunt it down because information is often stored in hidden folders, particularly on Windows computers and can make it difficult for you to even know that you saved something that you shouldn't have. Right. And when
1: we're talking about a clean laptop, we're talking about a laptop that doesn't have any email going to it. Uh, There are no resident programs left over. Your calendar's not on it. There's nothing on
0: it. Right. A second way to do that, if you don't want to spring for a second device or a second laptop, is to remove the media that you're using in the laptop, like the hard drive in a laptop or the SD card in your phone, and if that is where you've stored the information that you use for your practice, you can pull the hard drive out of your device and then use an alternate uh, d- uh, media for booting up the computer, for having basic programs on it, and then making sure that you don't leave any media or any data on that.
1: And that could be a, either a hard drive or a USB key or anything that was bootable. Right. Um, now, again, if you were traveling across the border... Uh, they would often ask you to to boot up your computer for them.
0: Right. They would at least want to see that the computer was uh, going to start up, that it uh, it hadn't uh, got any other uh, ulterior purpose. And so if you had a flash drive, for example, that you could pop in the side and turn it on and the computer started right up, uh, then you'd be in good shape and you still wouldn't have any of your data on the machine.
1: Right. Right. Let's talk about sort of ways to work now with that clean laptop so there's a point to taking it on your trip to begin with.
0: Right. If you've made it cl- so clean that it's no uh, use, then it really does become a brick, and it might be good at wedging the door open, but uh, not much else. So so one way might be uh, to work in that cloud. Right. The cloud is uh, a, a an easy way to get into information that you uh made available either before you left your office or is always out there one of the most common things that lawyers use in the cloud is their email so if your email is always in the cloud which means that you use a web browser to get to your google mail account for example or your office 365 account from microsoft then you'll be able to get on your clean device use your web browser on that device and still be able to get to your email without making any changes in how you practice and
1: <clears throat> as well you could access a number of files uh- that you have in your office, as long as they've been loaded into the cloud as well in some sort of uh, application.
0: Right. So you may use a cloud in your practice anyway. You may be uh, automatically synch- synchronizing your files to Dropbox. But even if you don't, you can use one of those cloud tools and, and Dropbox and Box and and uh, Skydriver examples. But there, there are many, many different types you could use uh, to just load them up while you're uh, going to visit with this one particular client or on this one particular trip, uh, and then when you return to your office, you can remove them and just leave your cloud empty.
1: And, and one of the cautions would be if you're using the cloud and using your device on the cloud would be not to download things onto your computer while you're using it.
0: Right. Yes. The one thing you don't want to do is have a clean laptop when you leave and then uh, download or acquire information and store it on the device Uh, and then have it on there when you're crossing back over the border or or if it's stolen, uh, losing that information. So if you you do download files uh, from uh, Dropbox, for example, uh, in order to print them, make sure that you delete them after you've done that. Uh, Try not to download any email because that will be very difficult to uh, locate and delete later. So you just want to keep as little information on that device as possible.
1: Right. And just a quick review, the cloud is essentially... uh, a computer server that's not anywhere within your business, it's held somewhere else by a third party.
0: Right, and so you want to make sure it's encrypted but you really don't have any other control over it. Right, so there are
1: other options besides working in the cloud. Um, Let's talk about some of those.
0: Yes. The cloud makes some people uncomfortable. So one of the ways you can get around that is using technology that allows you to get back into your primary computer. And this again is similar to the original, the Easy Clean laptop, which is or the Clean device, which is that you buy a second um, and and working on your office computer while you're using a clean device requires two devices. So you would leave your office computer alone. You would take your laptop or your smartphone with you. Uh, and it would be clean. And then you would connect back to your office using something that allows you to communicate with your computer but doesn't itself actually require you to uh, to leave information on any other computer outside your office. Right, and w- and
1: one of the keys here would be to make sure your computer was on before you left the country.
0: That would be pretty critical. <laughs> one of the ones I like is called Tonido. it actually calls itself a personal cloud, but it's a bit of a marketing term. What it allows you to do is to install the Tonido software on your desktop computer or your computer back in your office or even on a server. And once you have set it up, then Tonido's uh, site, tonido.com, communicates with your Tonido server or your Tonido uh, software so that when you're out on the road with your clean device, uh, whether it's a smartphone or a laptop, you can connect back through the Tonido server using a, your username and your password and get back into the files on your computer. You don't actually see everything that's on there, but it's a great way to access individual documents that you need to download or get to without having loaded them into the cloud.
1: Right. So you set up virtual files on your computer. You're not accessing the whole thing, but you're accessing your your sort of private stash of files that you've set up on your computer before you go. Exactly. And some other more traditional options might be things like uh, log me in. Uh, go to my PC, things like that.
0: Right, and those are virtual desktops. So what it would do is allow you, particularly on a, it's easier to use on a laptop, although you can use it on a smartphone. It loads up a version of your desktop. So you would actually feel as if you were working back in your office, even though you were connected to it over the internet. And the only downside to that compared to something like Tenito is is really uh, the amount of bandwidth, the speed that it would uh, take to load up that desktop so that you can see it. The upside is that if you, aren't really sure where you saved something, now you've got your entire operating system and you can you can work on it just as if you were sitting in your practice.
1: Right. So it does tend to be a little bit slower, but you do have the advantage of being able to access everything that's on your desktop back in the office.
0: Right. And all of these have free versions as well as paid versions. So uh, you can give it a try, get started with it. And then if you want some of the additional features, you can pay for the uh, premium plans. Great. That's our look at clean laptops. Thanks. Thanks, Phil.